This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's that time, everybody, the time of the week everybody waits for and sits around and updates all your devices for. It's that time for the podcast, the Golden Edge podcast. Adam Hill, Ben Goats, reporters for the Review Journal, cover the Golden Knights to discuss what is going on with the Golden Knights. And Ben, we had, we, I'll say you, you do it, you're you're the master, all these great plans for what to talk about today, what to discuss, what to go over. And then it all changes. Just completely blew up in Toronto. I blame Canada for this one, much like the great uh, South Park they're, movie song. They should make a song Canada. about that. That would be great. Uh, I don't think we can play that song. We cannot play that song. On the Golden Edge podcast. Not safe for the airwaves. Go look it up if you want to. We can't bring that to you. But uh, yes, I don't think it's language. I think it's more just copyright information. It's probably both. It's South Park. Most likely. But yeah, <laughs> a couple big, big items out of Canada Today and yesterday, yesterday the Golden Knights lose 3-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road. And probably more importantly, Eric Howla gets hurt in the loss. He got crunched up against the boards in the third period after a hit by Patrick Marleau. Immediately went down on the ice, was holding his right knee, was screaming in pain. He was down on the ice for about five minutes. Medical personnel had to get on the ice, get him onto a stretcher, and then wheel him off the ice. So definitely a scary sight if you're a Knights fan or anyone connected to Eric Howla. It's not what you want to see. We have gotten some updates today. He's kind not, of? Kind of. He's not playing on the rest of the Golden Knights road trips. That's three games he will not be playing in. He has not left the road trips. They did not send him back home alone to Las Vegas, but he is at least out for the next three games. Right. We haven't specifically heard what type of injury it is officially from the Knights. Like I said, he was clutching his knee, so that seems to indicate pretty much a lower body injury. He was clutching his knee and you – could see on the play that his knee completely it went not away it's supposed went to go. the wrong way so uh yeah it's it's speculation and i think a lot of times we say hey you don't want to speculate about injuries in the case of hockey and particularly the golden knights you kind of have to uh in the regard in the sense of they don't discuss anything about injuries so yeah i mean you look at it lower body injury we will make an educated assumption that it's a knee injury Uh, it's tough to say how severe it is. You never know. I I think a lot of people look at out for the rest of the road trip as, hey, that's a good sign. That only means three games. Well, we never know. Like like we said, same situation as Paul Stasny. Right. It's a very similar situation where Paul Stasny, the first update we got after he got injured on the road in Buffalo was, hey, we'll reevaluate him after a few days. Well, the reevaluation after a few days was he's going to be gone two months. So this is a huge blow to the Golden Knights, like the Paul Stasny one, because now you're down not just one, but two centers who have both been on your second line this year. should also point out, Hala did tweet today. Uh, he said, thank you all for the well wishes and support. It means more than you know. Go Knights, go. So he's giving 
some public statement yeah. uh, so far today. But yeah, Hala and Stasny now down. That's two centers the Golden Knights are missing. Hala had been playing really well of late. He had five points in the previous four games heading into Toronto. Had seemed to start establishing some sort of rhythm with that second line, especially with Alex Tuck. They had just gotten Max Pacioretty back. He played for the first time in Toronto after getting hit the previous week against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And now they're really kind of scrambling to figure out who's going to be in the middle of the ice for them. Uh, today at practice, Cody Eakin moved up to the second line, today being Wednesday. So you're looking at a situation where now Cody Eakin is your second line center. Probably either Ryan Carpenter or Oscar Lindbergh is going to be your third line center. And then you keep that fourth line, which has been playing pretty well intact. But with no Paul Stasny, no Eric Halla, that's a lot of firepower yeah. that you're missing from your lineup. It is, and there's a lot of a lot to get into as far as the layers of the injuries and, and how this affects uh, the certain lines and everything else and the, and the chemistry and all that. We should say we are coming to you from the luxurious Review Journal studios. Got to get that in there. The podcast studios. It is so One day we're going to have people come in and tour because you need to see just the level of you know, sophistication and fanciness that we surround ourselves with every day. And free water. That will be, as as we continue to grow, and by the way, update on that, we've dropped to number two worldwide podcast. I don't even know who's beating us. Doesn't matter. We're not you people plugging out there, them anymore. They don't need our help. Yeah, true. You people out there, like, thank you for all the support, but just a little more. Tell your friends. Send it out on social. We're gonna, we want to get back to the number one of all podcasts list. Subscribe on iTunes, subscribe on Stitcher, whatever platform you do your podcasts on. Even if you listen to us on reviewjournal.com, there's a podcast tab you can click on and listen from there. However you do it, just listen so we get that number one spot yeah, back. We need because it, it really is devastating to us. I know we were trading text messages and sadness, but we do appreciate still being number two in the world. It, it's fine. It's fine. It's, but we're not satisfied. No, never. And we shouldn't be. And so, you know, We've got we've got all you need to know about the Golden Knights, so tell your friends, tell everyone else uh, to check us out. Now, you mentioned how this changes the lines, and we've mentioned this with other injuries. It's is it impossible to 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 fill in for Eric Howlett if you need to over an extended period of time? No, but it does thin out everything else. Like if you move up, you know, Eakin on the second line now, all of a sudden the third line needs uh, reinforcement, and they need you know production there and. You know, it, it just impacts all of that, and then it also impacts the the chemistry that they were just starting to build. As you mentioned, starting to kind of get into a little bit of a rhythm. Okay, now Pacioretty's back. Get that second line back to where it was, even though Stassi's not there yet. And now Howla goes down. And so now that line is kind of a, a work in progress, trying to mix and match. The third line will also be mixing and matching on you know as a work in progress. I saw some people speculating, well, maybe Belmar can move up to the third line. The problem with that. Now you're taking away the chemistry that the fourth line has had, and they've been, you know, if not the best line, at least one of the top two lines for this team. So that would impact that if that if something like that went down. So that is where these injuries really start to add up and become an issue. Right. They've never really just had that second line all together. To start the year, Alex Tuck gets injured. Then before he comes back, Paul Stasny gets injured. So Tuck comes back, skates with Eric Halla, and then Max Pacioretty gets injured. Now Halla goes down right as Pacioretty comes back in the lineup. So they haven't been able to get the kind of group of three that they wanted, or at least they had four kind of in that mix coming into the season, all together at the same time. 
And so now if you're general manager George McPhee, you're kind of searching for options of how do we solidify this if Hollow's out for any length of time in addition to Stasny. I'm guessing what we're going to see happen is either Ryan Carpenter or Oscar Lindbergh are going to get the first crack at that third-line center job. They're both vets who have been around a while, so I think Coach Jargalan is going to plug one of those two guys in in their next game against Ottawa and kind of feel out how they're going to play. But then we'll be interested to see if they make a call-up. They can't call up their top prospect, center Cody Glass. He is unable to be recalled because he is in the WHL Junior League, so that's a fun a CBA <laughs> agreement that prevents him from coming up. But do we see a guy like Brandon Peary, who had a relatively good training camp, is playing well for the Chicago Wolves right now. He has 13 points in 12 games, so he could be a guy that could be in the mix. There's a couple other guys from Chicago that are having good seasons, either on wing or center. Do you call them up for at least another lineup spark while keeping Carpenter or Lindbergh in the middle? It'll be interesting to see what they do. I don't think any of those are great options that get your heart really pumping about yeah, the excitement of the Golden Knights' potential offense, especially because this is still a team that has scored two or fewer goals in 10 of their 15 games to start the season. Well, let's. Uh, we, we mentioned that they are vague with their with the injuries and, and how they uh, classify things. And, you know, after the game last night, we really didn't know anything yet. But you did get a chance to hear very quickly from Gerard Gallant about uh, Eric Howler going down. Did it sort of deflate the team when they saw their teammate Eric? Yeah, I thought they kept playing. I mean, obviously, nobody's happy to see Eric go down. I mean, he, he, he went down. He's out know, for the rest of the game, obviously. But, uh, you know, you got to keep playing. You're battling. You're in a 2-1 hockey game. And so I thought we kept playing and battling hard. So that was after the game. And, again, we are on Wednesday. So that was uh, after the game last night, Tuesday night. Uh, again, not a whole lot of information. And don't expect it to come that quickly. Today we get the update. Not playing the rest of the road trip. We'll see after that. He is staying on the road trip. So I know that is led to some optimism, but I, I wouldn't read a whole lot into that necessarily uh, because uh, they have been so vague about injury situations. But at least you didn't hear today, oh, done for the year. I, I think that would have been, if that was the case, I think you might have heard that right away. Um, you know, hey, torn ACL out for the year, that kind of thing. So we'll see how long he's out. But in the meantime, even you know when they've got guys healthy, which hasn't been a whole lot, the offense has been pretty stagnant. So – what do you, do you see optimism for how they could kind of get out of that rut? I mean, right now, I think the common thought has been, well, when they're healthy, it'll start to be better. At some point, you have to start looking at and say, well, either they might not all get healthy altogether at any point this year, or maybe it's other things too. Right. I think the biggest thing is, yeah, one, you can't use that excuse they need to get healthy because at this point, you're starting to dig yourself a hole in the standings a little bit. You're two games below 500. You can't afford to fall very far behind while waiting for these guys to get healthy and just expect that you're going to go on this crazy run that's going to vault you all the way up to the top of the Pacific Division when everyone's in the lineup. And the second thing is what's kind of concerning to me is that fourth line has had to carry so much of the offensive load recently, and that just can't keep up. In their most recent win against Carolina, Ryan Reeves and Will Carrier both scored. You can't count on that every single night. Well, not according to them. Well, not according to them. <laughs> and that's a good boost to get, and they're yeah. playing very well, but you can't expect 60 goals from those guys combined this entire year. You need that first line to play a little bit better because after a kind of a hot start, they have not scored the way that this team needs them to recently. You need Max Pacioretty, now that he's back in the lineup, to be the 30-goal scorer he was regularly for the Montreal Canadiens, and he has a homecoming coming up this yeah. week, so it'll be interesting to see 
how the crowd kind of reacts to him there. But you need these kind of players that you're paying big money to, or at least in the case of William Carlson, expect to pay big money to pretty recently to step up. And then you need to get kind of anything out of that third line because that's the one to me that really has been a net negative for them this entire year yeah for sure and and now you know you might have a guy you know one of the third line guys moving up to the second line and then what does that do to the third line makes it even more inconsistent although you never do know what's going to spark something so while it's looked at as a negative and i i think it's a negative you just never know you might have somebody plugged into that line that all of a sudden just clicks and plays well that could happen like I, i don't think it will I don't think that's the um, that's the outcome of this, but you just never know sometimes how things are going to click. Sports are weird. Sports are weird. Last year, the Golden Knights weren't supposed to do what they did last year. Last night or last they year did. was weird. Yeah, last year was weird as a whole. So you never know what's what's going to happen and what's going to click uh, for one of these lines and spark some offense for the Golden Knights. Well, the defense has also been an issue. One of the main reasons that it has been an issue is that Nate Schmidt has not been available. He's not been there. Still on suspension for the performance-enhancing drug situation from before the year. He is back at practice today in Ottawa, or just outside Ottawa. Uh, He had his first practice with the team. He was back. This is a huge boost for the Knights. Even to just have him at practice and know that he's 10 days away, I think is a good boost for the team. Absolutely. I mean, he's so beloved in that locker room. You could tell even in his first media scrum today, Ryan Reeves was messing with him. He mentioned how he was blowing up guys' phones kind of before, how he was so excited to get back on the ice. And so I do think that kind of infectious energy he brings is a really positive thing for the team, especially because they've had so much negativity surrounding this team recently outside of that Carolina win. Before that Carolina win, Coach George Gallant called a team meeting to basically have a, hey, we need to pick it up moment. They only called one team meeting all of last year, so to call one this early in the season tells you that they're at least considering this kind of slow start pretty serious. And it it went, I mean, it seemed to work, at least for one game. They they came out at a a very good performance against, um, why am I blanking right now? They won the other night. uh, Carolina. Carolina. Uh, They came out and they, they had a very good performance after that meeting. It was a Friday meeting. They came out Saturday. They played well. It wasn't the kind of game they've been having. The games they've been having are a ton of shots that really don't generate a whole lot. That game, they didn't generate a whole lot of shots. They got outshot pretty significantly. But the ones that they got were pretty quality. They got a lead, and they were able to kind of relax and play from ahead, which is something they haven't done a lot. One of the issues that players have talked about is one of the problems that we have is we keep playing from behind. We're chasing and that's not how we're comfortable playing. We were comfortable playing as a team that scored early last year, kept the pressure up, used that lead to our advantage. They're playing a different style this year because they're falling behind. So get, playing from ahead helped. All those contributions that you mentioned from a, you know two from the fourth line, those things helped. They looked really good. But then the Toronto game happens. And to be fair, Toronto's a very good team. It's a tough place to play. All of those things happen. But what they did coming out of that meeting is something they need to carry forward and I think Nate Schmidt's return, you know, while he's a defensive player, it's going to help the offense as well. He likes to, you know, get involved in the offense. He likes to turn, you know, turnovers into offense, push the puck up the up the ice, you know, start the transition game. All of those things will help the offense, but it also helps the team as a whole to have that kind of a leader back who is very vocal. As he said, it's not going to be quiet in the locker room anymore. And there are days, the Golden Knights locker room that we're in there, that it is it is somewhat quiet. Uh, Ryan Reeves, as you mentioned, is a guy that. Doesn't let it be quiet that often, but Nate Schmidt never lets it be quiet in the locker room, and he's, he said that. He's like, I've, I've saved up a lot. I've got a lot of stuff to say. It's not going to be quiet here for the next couple of weeks. So 
he helps in that regard as well, not just as a defensive player who also helps the offense. He helps all of the team. Right, and they've really missed him over this 20-game suspension where he's been hit with uh, a substance abuse suspension from the league, so he can't return to play until November 18th against the Edmonton Oilers. He is eligible to practice again approximately 10 days out from the end of his suspension date. So the Knights did have him talk in Ottawa today after their practice. Let's hear what Schmidt had to say. You're back at the guys again. It's awesome. Very unfortunate. You know, my statement reflected the way I felt about it. Um, you know, it's, it's hard to do an interview. <laughs> See, of all the things you missed, I imagine that would be... Uh, yeah, it's this. This is it right here. I'm telling you, this is the stuff you missed. The outpour of support from guys in the league, from this team, and friends and family, and guys from other sports. It was incredible. I mean, it made you know that at the end of the day, when you look in the mirror and you know you didn't do something, that's the only thing that mattered to me at the end. At this point, you you accept the blame once you accept the suspension. You know, and you take responsibility for the things that you have control of. That's just the way it is. I, I just don't want this to ever happen to anybody else. And I'm going to try my hardest to make sure it doesn't. If I have to be the guy that. It happens to, and or if it never happened again, you know that'll that'll be okay with me. Hope you guys enjoyed the silence. I'm back in seven days. <laughs> All right, so that was Nate Schmidt and his return. Didn't say a whole lot about the, you know, the the source of his suspension, how the suspension went down, all that stuff. He is. He says that it's you know the CBA still prohibits him from saying a lot of that, and, th- and that is true. He'll get fined if he does talk about it. Yeah, so he's uh, he's not really discussing details yet. I don't know if at some point he will be able to, or he will do that. But um, pretty clear that he's excited to just move on and talk about hockey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been off in Vienna for a while. I love that he mentioned he's been watching the Golden Knights games at like three a.m. or four a.m. That's when they came on in Austria. So he's had to either stay up really late for them or just catch the results in the morning. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes he said was, it's really hard to watch sports when you already know the outcome. <laughs> yeah, so you'd wake true. up, check the score, and then try to watch the game and couldn't really do it. But he definitely seems happy to be back. He seems ready to kind of put the suspension behind him and kind of prove throughout the rest of his career that this will not define him or this is not a mistake that defines who he is as yeah. a person. He, that's what he wants. I mean – you know, we know from other sports and we know from, you know, watching these things happen over the years that that's not always the case. I mean, you're going to be labeled. He's going to be labeled for the rest of his career. If he scores a goal in a big moment, it's going to be, oh, yeah, that guy that was cheating. I mean, that, that's what it's going to be. And I, I think he on some level realizes that. I think he understands that. Um, he said, I don't care about what anybody else thinks, which is different than his previous statement when he said... Yeah, I don't know if I believe him. Yeah, I think he does care. His earlier statement was, I will not be labeled a cheater. Like, I will fight this. I will make sure that nobody knows. And today he said, you know, I don't care. And I think maybe he has just come to the realization of, you know what, it doesn't matter. What Whatever I say is not going to matter. Some people are going to believe me and be on my side. That's mostly Golden Knights fans. And some people are never going to believe me. That's fans of other teams. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what it's going to be. And he'll have the people that support him. And now he's got a long-term contract. He's going to be here for a long time. So, you know, it's not like he has to go into the free agent market and explain to him, explain to people what happens, explain to every team that he talks to what happened. He's going to be here. He's a part of this organization. And they've they've clearly supported him. The fans here have supported him. It's going to be a comfortable spot for him, but it is always going to be a label. Absolutely. But he talks about how much that contract extension meant to him when General yeah. Manager George McPhee said, you know, we still want to commit to you. We're still going to give you big money despite the suspension while you're away from the team. And so I think that was really a boost for Nate Schmidt, too, knowing 
hey, this isn't going to affect me at least in the next six years because he got a six-year extension. I can put this behind me somewhat right away and not have it affect my future if I play well over the next six years. Yeah, for sure. And and, and so he's back November 18th against Edmonton. Uh, that is the return date. So we'll have one more podcast before that uh, where we can discuss uh, Nate Schmidt and his impact as he actually returns to the ice. But I, I think a big step for the team to just have him around, to have him practicing, have him be a part of the group. He has been a very vocal leader and somebody that's been very important in that regard. Well, three more games on the road trip, not going to be easy. There's no no real easy stops here. What, what are you looking for the rest of the of this trip, and what do you think they can get accomplished? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for the Knights at this point is just try to salvage as many points as you can. We said before they embarked on this kind of crazy road stretch that you need to try to play 500 on the road to give yourself a chance when the games start coming back to T-Mobile Arena. Right now, so far this year, they are now 2-6 and six on the road after that loss to Toronto. Yeah. And you've got some tough games at Ottawa. Ottawa's not a great team, but it's one that's definitely frisky and could give you some trouble. At Montreal, that's going to be an emotional game for Max Pacioretty, especially because he was their longtime captain. And that's another team that's kind of playing a little bit above expectations so far this year. So that's not going to be a gimme game. And then at Boston, Boston's always a solid hockey club. So that's also going to be a tough one to get. So I think if you're the Knights, you're looking to try to get two of these three or at least take one of those three to overtime to try yeah, to get three, three points. Three points from three games. Exactly. That's if you can goal. do that, you're at least salvaging a little bit of this road trip and tr- keeping your head close to the surface in the hopes that you can break above water when you finally get games back at home. So the team is in Ottawa right now. Will they take an Uber? Now, I know it didn't happen. I know it didn't happen in Ottawa. It happened in, in Phoenix. But there is a lot of Uber talk around the Ottawa Senators right now. Uh, I think I think Uber drivers in Ottawa will be looking to get opposing players now. That's so, so true. So I think stay out of the Ubers there. That's my that's my suggestion. Take lifts, guys. Free um, advice. Unless Uber is sponsoring our number two rated podcast of all time, and then get it an Uber I or lifts. We'll promote lift. either of you. Yes. Bidding war, please. Whoever. Whoever the Ottawa Taxi Company, if you guys want it in, then that's good too. Uh, but yes, it's a I think a very intriguing story. Uh, we didn't uh, we didn't discuss talking about this, but what on earth if you're an executive with the Ottawa Senators, what do you do? For those that didn't hear the story, several players were caught in an Uber by the uh, you know the camera that the driver was using, talking really really negatively about one of their assistant coaches and some other people in the organization, but. I don't know what I don't know what to do. Usually in situations I'm like, oh, if I was the boss, I would do this. I don't I don't think you can trade all of the players. There's some good players in that mix. I also don't think you can just fire the assistant coach. That looks terrible. If you're like, well, the players talked a lot about him. I guess we gotta get rid of him. I, I don't know what you do. I have no idea what you do in this situation if you're if you're running the auto senators. Just be mad at Uber for making this public. It's not. A, it's just one driver, right? I, I think in general, I don't think you'd be mad at them because, oddly enough, uh, there is an Uber sponsorship in the arena in Ottawa, and people were laughing about that, that the really other great. day. That there, that, you know, it was on the it was on the boards, and everybody's like, "Oh wow, their spon- their sponsorship is still going." Uh, it's one it's of those really things weird. that's really tough for me because I think most people have issues with their bosses on some level. We don't here at the luxurious no. RJ Studios. You see what they built for us around it's here? So great! It's great. But I do think it's a very normal thing to complain to your coworkers or your friends about your boss in a private setting. Not me. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I wouldn't about. know. I don't even know. I I have no idea what you're saying. Yes, I think you've heard from other people 
that a lot of people that have jobs do. That. I know people that right, do that. Right. Not me. <laughs> not, not us. I'm a company never, man through and through. Never us. So yeah, it is. It's just a very like yeah, you get it. Like, is it surprising that it happened? No, not no. at all. It's just now that it's out, it just becomes this huge like shadow hanging over the entire entire organization. It's such a bad spot. Uh, just a very bizarre thing that is going on in the hockey world right now. Something to follow. And after last year, Ottawa being the craziest thing that happened in the hockey world with the whole Hoffman and Carlson thing between their wives, which is insane for now this to happen. It's completely crazy. So I guess if you're a Golden Knights fan, be thankful that all you have to worry about is a couple of losses. Exactly. Like there's no craziness like that going on uh, around around the organization. But that will do it for us. I hope that this was entertaining enough to move us back to number one. We'll see. Fingers crossed. But that's on you guys to listen and spread the word. On iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, it's on ReviewJournal.com as well. For sure. So from the luxurious Review Journal podcast studios for Ben Goats, follow him at Ben S. Goats on Twitter. I'm Adam Hill, Adam Hill LVRJ up on Twitter. That'll do it for us. Uh, also follow Dave Shane. He's on the road trip. David Shane LVRJ. And uh, he can provide updates on what's going on with the team and with the Eric Howell injury. And we will talk to you guys again next week. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.